What's going on, guys? My name is Josh. And this is Kirsten. And you are listening to the What's Happening Idaho podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. It has been a busy last week. Kirsten, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, Josh. How are you? Tired. Yeah. Tired's the answer. It's been nonstop going. As you know, we've been now hitting doors for Priscilla Giddings' campaign and other candidates who are running for office in Canyon County. We've been doing it throughout the entire state. So it's just been a lot. I was at the Capitol all week last week. From Tell like me eight about to that. Five. There's a program for homeschool students. It's great. It's Capstone and then Stone Setters. And so my teens went and it was awesome. They got to meet a lot of legislators and uh, hear how it's done and laws are passed and... It was really good. Was that the purpose of the class, the legislative process? They each had to have a bill. So they had to write their own bill. They had to bring it forth. And then they had to have discussion on it. And they learned how to speak to the speaker and do all. It was it was cute. It was impressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did they actually do like a real role play like where somebody stuck it in a drawer? I know. I, <laughs> when Bedke came in to speak and I'm thinking, can I ask him some questions? But no, um, sticky drawers did not come up. Oh, good. It should have, though. Well, you just want to get people acclimated because, as you know, the bills that usually get stuck in a drawer are the ones that were written and carried for citizens mm -hmm. of the state of Idaho. Yep. It's never the bills that IACI or any other special interests want passed. Mm -hmm. It's citizens' bills. It's we the people. Here's what do we have coming up this week? Well, we have the Treasure Valley Republican Women meeting on Tuesday at noon at Bob's Restaurant in Nampa. It's our second one. It was standing room only last time, so I would get there a little early. Um, get your t-shirt, um, pay your membership dues. I think it's $45 for the year and get a seat. And we, you can sit by um, city or you can sit wherever you want. And we have great speakers. I know Chris Trakel is going to be there this week. And yeah, it's a good time. We had like 130 people there last month. I'm pretty excited not about you. You I forgot. No. <laughs> You're always there. You forgot. I did. Our I mascot did. was gone. Strangely absent. Yeah. I'm excited about Chris Trakel's race. As you know, he's going against Greg Cheney. And mm -hmm. something exciting did happen this week uh, that we did miss out on talking about. And that was that the lines are now official. That is that is huge. That's huge. It was surprising that yeah. they left him alone after all of that. Yeah. Well, you know what's disappointing about it is is that what they had to do, the Idaho Supreme Court, in order to say, yeah, let's keep the lines as they are, is they had to say, well, the last two rulings we made mm -hmm. were actually incorrect. We're right now. Mm -hmm. And that's how they were able to pass it. So a lot of people District don't like eight. lines. Oh, did you see District 8? Yeah. Did you see what they did to Heather Scott? Yeah, I know. District 8, though, covers like most of the state and you can't even get there by highway. So you have to go into other counties and other districts just to get to his own. It's four wow. and a half hour spread. Yeah, that's like, well, that's like Heather Scott's. Oh. You know, she can look at her old district and she can throw, throw a rock it. and yeah. hit it. <laughs> yeah. And now what's happening is, is it's going to take her four hours to get from one side to the other. Oh, that's really hard to be close to your constituents if you're that far away. Yeah. Especially in the winter when it's horrible roads or whatever but it is what it is the good news is is we don't have to wait till august to have our primaries we can have a may 17th i'm very excited about that i am too well without further ado we do have a guest joining us today yeah. his name is eric parker he's been on the podcast in prior year i don't know about a year year and a half ago probably about a year yeah yeah cool. we had a good time he is running for senate so we wanted to bring him on and, and have him talk about what this process is looking like for him so we're still district 26 we got to keep our number as far as i'm as far as I know, mm -hmm. Blaine County, 
Lincoln County, Jerome County. And Lori Likely just announced that she's going to be running for the Senate seat too. So it's going to be a primary between her and me. Also hearing Michelle Stennett might not run again, which makes sense because I'm pretty sure they're friends. They're pretty yeah. close. Uh, I don't see Lori running against Michelle. So it's going to be very different. It's going to be it's going to be different as far as the candidates. But yeah, I'm I'm thinking it looks good personally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like the clear it is that there's a patriot and then there's not. It makes it so much easier for people to decide. Black, white, what do you want? Here we go. There are definitely some big differences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll be able to point those out. You know, you'll be able to point at her voting record because it is not a conservative voting record. No. No. So not it should close. be pretty easy for you to say, here's the differences. Here's how I would have voted. Here's how she voted. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, I think even more is just the idea that she repre- represents the corporations. Yeah. That's, that's what she represents. And, and I'm the opposite. Yeah. Uh, working class, small business, small pop farms, you know, I don't know. There's a big difference there. We'll, we'll have to really dive down into it here soon. But, yeah. Voters yeah. are smart. They'll, they'll see that. I think they're all pretty aware of this year. I mean, not all, but a lot are waking up to the fact that they need to make choices that are for them and not for these corporations. We the people. Yeah. I did some homework and I looked into it. I don't think she's as popular in Jerome as no. she used to be. Mm. So that's going to help. I'm established in Blaine County and Lincoln County. I think I got almost 70% of the vote in Lincoln County in yeah. the general. I got 43% of the vote overall in the general last time. Been working in Blaine County since the last election. So she, she's going to have a hard time. Yeah. yeah. You shocked a lot of people. I got to say that a lot of people were shocked with how well you did in the last election because you had a lot of things going against you, right? Your name recognition, you had it. But was it perceived as good or bad? You know, people were on the fence a lot. And as they got to know you, and, as, and I know you've been out, you know, campaigning still, and, and people have gotten to know you better. It's no longer like Eric Parker's is whatever the media says. Now it's, hey, we know Eric Parker. He's he's a great guy. Stands on principles. And, you know, I think people have really gotten to know you in, the, in, in your district. And it's been I, real beneficial. I think win or lose, right? Well, the first time I got into the race last election... It was because nobody was running against Michelle. Yeah. And she was just going to walk right back in. People from the party asked me to run and I said, sure, I'll, I'll jump in. Right. But I learned so much about the district, about the people. And I realized too, pretty quickly that, that win or lose, it's good for me to get out with my neighbors and explain what happened. You know, cause that's usually the first question. And so throughout this whole thing, my community, my neighbors have, have gotten to know me better. So that, that's really a benefit. You want to look back at that election and say, hey, what, what was the benefit? What was the, and one of the benefits for me just really was getting to know my neighbors and get them getting to know me. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. Trust is huge. That's yeah. good. Yeah. You know, Eric, I would encourage people to go back and listen to our previous podcast if they want to find out what you're referencing when you're talking about the media's portrayal of you. So one of the things that you had also talked about in the last podcast, and I think it still rings true based on you running for office again, is the fact that we need to be proactive instead of reactive. Correct. What have you been doing since you ran for office last? I've been meeting with a lot of people, as many as I can, right? I mean, that's, that's what it's about, is, is getting in front of people in those uh, small group situations and, and really just talking about 
you know, asking them what their issues are. That's what's most important to me. I mean, I've got my, my core issues, the things I believe and everything else, but the funnest part about running for me is saying, Hey, what's, what's going on in your world, right? What are the problems that you see? And in that with, at least within my district, I kept hearing when I go to my legislative representative with an issue, I get told there's nothing I can do, nothing they can do. Mm -hmm. Their hands are tied or whatever their answer is, but it's always, there's nothing I can do. And we got it in district 26 really bad because we're represented by Democrats and they can't get anything done in the Capitol because Mm -hmm. they're not part of the majority party. Mm -hmm. You know, they get stuffed in the broom closet and that's about it. Mm -hmm. And so we get it even more when we go to our representative and say, hey, can, is there anything you can do about X, Y, Z? Maybe they say, yeah, I'll go try. But ultimately, they're coming back and saying, yeah, we can't do anything. So I think that that brings me back into this race, right? Because I do believe that I can get something done. Networking, a member of the majority party, you know, I want to get things done for our district. It's been a long time since anything's been done for our district. Yeah. You said you were talking to people throughout your district, what were some of the things that they've been telling you that they're facing that they really want somebody to go to the Capitol and represent them and fight for? You know, I know over here, it's our big thing is property taxes Mm -hmm. right now. I mean, we have elderly people on social security who they're going to lose their house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nobody should be taxed out of their home. Yeah, that's I mean, that seems to me to be like fundamental taxes. That's a big issue. Property taxes is a big issue. Water rights in in my district, you know, agriculture is a big thing. And then we have kind of conflicting interests too. Wherever Blaine County is going to end up, there's going to be conflicting interests. And and we need a representative that can take those allegedly conflicting interests and and see the similarities and, and try to find a problem that fixes both sides. And it's doable. We just have to be able to talk it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so water rights is a big one. And, and I talk about that conflict because we've got ag in the south part of, of our, our district. And then we've got recreation and, and that sort of thing, uh, tourism in, in the north part of the district. So a lot of people are trying to say that these, these are conflicting and, and that's why it's so contentious there in the district. But I, I don't think they really are. Ultimately, we, we need more water. The state as a whole needs to start coming up with water projects on a large scale. I mean, we're in the middle of a decade-old drought, right? It's, mm-hmm. it, it's going to get worse. And so if we're not looking, especially with this money we supposedly have, right? Yeah. Um, if we're not looking at some big answers, some big projects, and, and what we can do to, to fix the bigger issue, you know, whether that's creating more reservoirs, fixing the old ones, dredging, there's lots of things we can do. I just think we need to look at those because ultimately we're going to be out of water in District 26. You know, there's not enough to go around right now. And, and that's when you start to get the, the bickering and, and the first in right versus first in use, first in need. Um, that's, that's a big conversation they're trying to have right now. And, and it has to say first in right and, and we need more water. So we got to figure it out. Let me ask you another question, Eric. You're down here in Boise. What are you doing here? Well, uh, yesterday was the Young Americans for Liberty candidate training oh, cool. um, seminar. Was I was at that. Um, and then Monday, I'm going to go to the Capitol, and I've got a few meetings there. Probably shouldn't get into those too much, no. but <laughs> but got a couple meetings there. And uh, then headed back to my district for a couple events. Oh, nice. Great. What did you think of yesterday? Because I was there. 
Yeah, it was really fun. Wasn't it good? Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of information, but it's great. That's actually my second one, right? So I was oh, kind wow. of prepared for the, but even that one even, it went a little longer. You know, it so did? There was a lot of information. Nine to five it was supposed to be, and then it was like six, I don't know, we got out of there late. So yeah, it was like seven, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock, yeah. But it was good. It was like Patriots Unite. There was so many Patriots in that room. It was really good to see everybody. And that's what it's about, you know, getting people to run. Liberty begins with you. It's going to begin with you, Eric. So you're clearly a patriot. You're clearly a liberty guy. Do you think that your district is ready for that? If they're frustrated with the Democrats, can they open their minds to somebody who wants less government? I think they just want to see something done. Yeah. Right? I, think they, I think they're sick of excuses. Mm-hmm. And the more people get to know me, the more they're going to know that I don't come back with excuses. Mm-hmm. So I think they are. I mean, the last election shows that they're close, mm-hmm. 43% in the general. So I, I do, uh, especially more as we go, it seems, um, there is more and more issues that are arising. Yeah. And, and for me, they're relevant, you know, and I can speak to them. I think that parents are frustrated. Oh, yeah. And um, Mama bears are coming out in full force. Yeah. And I'm frustrated for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I am a parent. Mm-hmm. I've got four kids. And it's getting frustrating mm-hmm. out there and they're frustrated and and parents should have the right to be politically involved in their children's future yeah know? and if when they do that they're at the risk of of being branded and and um labeled insurrectionists or whatever we are <laughs> yeah domestic terrorists and know. insurrectionists mm-hmm. and uh, and this isn't just something that's happening in other states, right? So no. it's relevant, right, in my district. In Blaine County, they were protesting at the school board, and the president of the school board, or, or what, what have you, the, the head guy there, mm-hmm. he said in the paper that these were un-American thugs. Oh, wow. these parents. Soccer moms. These parents, the soccer moms. Mm-hmm. Did Cons- you ever think concerned you'd, parents? Gosh. Did you ever think you'd live to see the day when soccer moms were referred to as domestic terrorists? Right. Yeah. For going to school board meetings? I mean, my goodness. No, right. unfortunately, I did. I saw this coming from 2014 <laughs> when they did it to me. Oh, so that's right? fair. That opened your eyes up yeah. to a lot. And, and so seeing him do it now, and for instance, that, that, that specific instance, when, when he said that they were un-American thugs, my first thought was, I wonder if he called and reported any of them, mm. of those un-American thugs. Mm-hmm. Because that was right... It was right after the National School Board Association letter, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm thinking to myself, is is it that all it takes is a school board member to call and say, hey, I think these parents are violent and intimidating me and I'm a little scared? Listen, in Nampa, we have had in the past six officers at meetings to make sure the parents don't get out of line. That seems insane to me. I walked in and I thought... Where's the drug deal going down? I'm out of here. And they're like, oh, no, we're here for, you know, you. And I'm thinking, oh, my word. Since when are the parents the enemy? This episode is brought to you by Idaho Prep Co. Idaho Prep Co. is a beef jerky company. Yeah, they're made in Idaho. Yeah, that's right. Made in Idaho. You know, my favorite flavor is the sweet mango habanero. It's not too spicy. Mm -mm. It's got a nice little heat at the end, but you really can't taste any spice while eating it. Yeah, listen, I'm Norwegian, and if I can eat it, it was good. (laughs) Honestly, the pepper kind of kicked my butt a little more than the habanero. Absolutely. Well, it's really good. He makes really good products, and he hasn't forgotten your furry friend. There's actually snacks for your dogs as well that the company makes. You know what I love? There's no nitrates, and there's no preservatives. Yeah, that's great. And as you stated, it's made in Idaho. Yep. I like that they're made in small batches and handmade, too. 
Idaho Prep Co. is proud supporters of the U.S. military, and to show their appreciation, they will ship their products to all U.S. military bases worldwide for free. That's awesome. All their packages are vacuum sealed and resealable packages, perfect for on the go or for your outdoor adventure. They're family owned and operated. And again, they're a supporter of the podcast. So if you support the podcast, please go support Idaho Prep Co. More information and ordering can be done at www.idahoprepco.com. Well, and what a lot of people don't understand is when, when you get labeled, and um, it's not just l- like some term. Yeah. Right? There's an actual process that comes along with it. And, and once that investigation is triggered, mm-hmm. next comes the threat assessment. And once that threat assessment exists, it goes to the fusion center. And from the fusion center, it goes to your local law enforcement. You know, throughout this whole thing, there was never any due process. It was all just an allegation from, I don't know, some school board member right. or what have you. And now it's on the screen of your local law enforcement when they pull you over for running a red light. Mm, I didn't know that. A lot of people don't know that, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's the problem is there's is this whole process behind the scenes that that needs to be addressed. And I think it's the state's responsibility to address it, you know. And my issue is that the citizens out there don't even understand that it, it's happening. No, it's I It's happening right now. So that's the alarm I'm trying to sound in this election and I'm trying to show that I have the experience to go in and look at that process and establish some sort of check and balance from the state, because I do believe it's the state's responsibility to clear it up. Mm -hmm. I know we keep thinking like, where's our attorney general that's going to stand up for we, the people. Exactly. Exactly. That's where it needs to start. But he's busy uh, worrying about park moms who shouldn't have been standing on wood chips. Yeah. He's actually part of the problem. You're getting a PowerPoint. Both of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that's a joke for those who don't know our attorney general watson does as if you disagree with him mm-hmm. on something he's historically brought you a powerpoint to look at yes at least now let me be fair in saying that i've actually never had that experience i've only heard this from very close friends that i trust i know and i've never had... been invited to his home for those powerpoints <laughs> but they have and they said it was interesting yeah Okay. I've never gotten a PowerPoint either. Well, you know what? You don't you need, live in Canyon. Yeah. Mm. You need to move to Canyon. Probably don't. No, need I don't. To. No, no, I don't. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> think twice. Yeah. You think you're a mess in there, but yep. Can we also address the fact that he played, he was the main character in the movie, The Goonies? I know, right? Did he grow up <laughs> into a little man? <laughs> he does look like uh, the kid that played that, but then that kid actually, oh. he grew up and he played in The Hobbit. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't oh. the main Hobbit, but he was the secondary Hobbit. Interesting. Look at them and yeah, I'll have to go back. Huh. See, it all ties they, together. They do look the right? same. <laughs> now I'm getting a PowerPoint. <laughs> now You're you, for sure you just got a PowerPoint. He's gonna step on a chair. That's right. Well, for those who don't know, he actually stood on a chair the other night at the Washington County Republican Lincoln Day banquet. They were saying hi and introducing the dignitaries, and everybody would stand up and wave and oh, yep, I'm a representative. Oh, I'm a senator. And then they said Attorney General Lawrence Watson, and he had to stand on a chair. That's hilarious. I don't know if he had to or if he was say, trying he to be fun. To, or? He may have just been trying to be fun and funny about it. Have you ever seen him fun or funny before? No. No. Okay, so that's out of character. But he, he was just smiling. Wanted, he was smiling. <laughs> so he was probably just having fun with it. Oh, I always step on my chair when I'm trying to have fun. Yeah. That was a that was a fun Lincoln Day banquet. Was it really? Yeah. Who I was sat right up front. They didn't have a speaker. 
No speaker. Nope. They, of course, you know, a lot of the Lincoln Day banquets, what they'll do is they'll allow candidates to speak for one minute and then you pay like a hundred bucks per minute after that. Wow. The privilege. <laughs> yeah. That's so hilarious. they had every candidate go up and speak for a little bit, but I had, a, it was a lot of fun. I sat next to this lively couple. We had Brandon Durst, uh-huh. Dorothy Moon, her son, oh, her yeah. husband. Darn, yeah. Priscilla was there and then this elderly couple and they were on fire. They were hilarious because they were like, they clap real loud when they like somebody. And then when they didn't, they go, boo. (laughs) Tell it like it is. Yeah. They, they didn't hold back. Oh, that's a crack up. I like like that. I think more and more people are kind of getting there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting our voices and I don't want people to be discouraged if they think, you know, Hey, I'm a mom and I went to a school board meeting and now I'm potentially on somebody's list and I get pulled over and I'm, you know, some insurrectionist or whatever that really is. um, That's a government overreach that just is, it shouldn't be there. There shouldn't be a threat of, you know, if you get involved in your child's school, you know what parents just pull your kids. Like, let's be honest. There's very little good remaining in our public schools. Um, it doesn't stand for our constitution. It doesn't stand for our Idahoan values. And until they do pull them just, I mean, there's no really other way to hit them where it hurts except for their pocketbooks. And I just think pull them there's, if it's, if it's not worth, you know, what, six, seven hours of your kid's day to be pumped with, um, CRT or SEL that doesn't exist. Um, but the teachers are trained in it to put it everywhere. So I'm not sure, but, um, pull, pull your kids. Yeah, no, I don't have much to say positive about what I've seen lately. I've met with a lot of homeschool moms in Blaine County and, you know, they do a great job. That's the thing. Well, God gave them to them. I think they do a better job, honestly. Mm -hmm. Well, and that that brings up the idea that, you know, I just refuse to co-parent with the state. Correct. That's that's my issue, right? Um, I I think it's a lot of people's issue, and it's it's at the heart of the matter. It's it's, it's I am the primary person in, that benefits from my child's education, mm-hmm. right? That's and that's where it starts. It's it's not the state. It's not anybody but me, my mom who had me, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, parents and grandparents. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the invested interest in that child, yeah. For- and it's constitutionally protected conduct mm-hmm. too. That's what bothers me. That's why I get fired up. Is you know, if 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 you want to go redress your grievances with a school board or a county commissioner, or because it's not just happening at schools either, no. right? Mm-hmm. So whatever that may be, whatever that looks like, it's it's a redress of grievances. And if it's met with this weird, almost like a soccer foul, where they throw the card and say, "I was intimidated and fall on the right. ground." We've had that in Nampa. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the move. Well, that's mm-hmm. the beginning of the move, right? They have to be, they have to feel threatened for there to be a threat. Mm-hmm. And if if they're going to say there was a threat, they have to say they were feeling threatened. And, and that's the problem with that whole thing is is that it's based on this feeling that can be interpreted anyway by anybody. And if all of a sudden they feel threatened, now what the federal government's doing is giving them an avenue to weaponize a feeling. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just not right. That's SEL. It's part of that. That social emotional learning that you, I feel like this, there's no absolutes anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not that there's truth in the world. It's that your emotional state is of the utmost importance and we're going to cater to that, even if it's crazy. Right. I call it the Alice in Wonderland syndrome. Up is down, down is up, in is out, out is in. Like everything is turned upside down and kids are supposed to cope with this and make sense of the world. Yeah. Rational decisions after they've been through it. Right. Right. How do you come out not topsy-turvy? Yeah. It's crazy. 
tell us about your family. You've got wife, children, four children. You said, I said, that's a good start. Yeah, yeah. So my wife, Andrea, she's the center of my world, my rock. And then four kids, four little kids, uh, two, four, nine, and 15. Wow. Yeah. Two boys and two girls. Oh, that's good. Yeah. 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 No. And they're the reason, right? Like what we're talking about, being a parent, you know, um, going through all these things as a parent and seeing it and, and, you know, they're the reason, they're the reason I'm running. So they know that I'm sure. And have oh, they yeah. bought into this whole thing? Daddy's running and this is a big deal. Senate, like, yeah, the, the older ones yeah. understand. Sure. Well, um, yeah, not the two, four year old. Although yeah. my four year old was out on the corners waving our yes, signs. The little ones love the signs. They do. She yes. had a blast. And right. then we went and thanked everybody and she was out there like, yeah. Yeah. No, up. they, they are all on board. Um, it's, it's good too, you know. Um, my daughter was walking with her class uh, during the last campaign, and the signs were out there. And one of her little friends was like, "Hey, look, it's your last name." That's and she's like, "Oh no, that's my dad." Aww. And the teacher was listening, and uh, the teacher comes up to her and it's like, "Oh, that was funny. You got her with the it was your dad." And, he, and she's like, "No, no, no. <laughs> that is my that's dad. my dad." <laughs> right. <laughs> So t- the town isn't small enough to realize, like, teacher didn't know Eric Parker. Is- oh, he totally knows, right? Oh, I, don't, I, okay. I think he just didn't realize that Put it I would I would run for Senate. Yeah, he's, right. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to lose the facial hair? Are you going, I'm just doing my, yep, you so do you. So I got rid of the hair didn't last help, time, right? oh. you know, um, and uh, last time I had pretty long hair, pretty long hair. And so this time I've cut it short, tightened it up. But I don't think. No, I don't think. I think I'm going to leave it. It's my trademark. Yeah, I think. I think we need more beards in the capital. Yeah, I think we need more bearded, strong, real men. Men in the capital. Agreed. I love seeing the cowboy boots. I love seeing like these real Idahoans going and you know they're maybe working on the farm parts of the year and whatever. I wish we got back to that with school honestly where kids stayed home when it was time to work the farm or do things at home or they were learning how to like we call chickens or whatever. Well that's a day at home calling yeah. chickens or whatever. And then you go to school when you're not working at home helping the family and whatever. I think so much is more is learned and I have a master's in education. I think more is learned hands on than you could ever learn from a fill in the blank. I think that's totally true. That's completely true. I send my kids to a charter school where, where they, where they do all that stuff, animal husbandry. I mean, they're, they're making candles, right? You know, they're learning how to do just beeswax or real dipping, real dipping, how to really make it. And soaps. um, Yep. Oh, it's lie. You have to be so careful. I'm like, come on. (laughs) Kids have been making soap. No, they they do all kinds of stuff at the school. I love it. And, uh, yeah, I think that's very, very important. If I had a charter school near me like that, I might do. I might do a one-room schoolhouse if if that ever became an option. Well, or and even they're 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 getting the pressure too. I'm watching it happen there too. Mm-hmm. And and there is no other place to go besides pulling them, like you said. And it, and if this last defense of of charter schools goes out the window, okay. then then we are going to have to pull them. We are going to have mm-hmm. to start doing you know community-based learning back at home yeah we have a farm co-op every wednesday um we've taken off january so now we're back up again this week but yeah we do all those things we do homeopathy and gardening and culling turkeys or whatever we're doing and the homeschool moms that's what they tried to convey to me the most was was just you know once you do it and you start and you get into the habit it it's not that hard no it's just life yeah well, the Bible says as you walk alongside from when you wake up to when you go down, you're teaching your 
children what you know. And really, the rest, they're going to learn based on what their interests are and where, you know, their bent is. And they're going to do that on their own. But if you teach that learning is fun and they love it, they're going to keep going with it. Speaking of, are you a man of faith? Where's your... Yes. Yes. Strong, strong faith. You know, I don't lead with it too much. You know, I I believe a man should pray quietly, Mm -hmm. but absolutely. You know, the faith is the center of of what got me through everything I've been through. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, during those trials, uh, I read the Bible every day. I prayed Psalms every day uh, throughout those trials. I know that God is the reason I'm here today Mm -hmm. and not in a cell somewhere. This is part of that too, is, is continuing that. Yeah. If you walk upright, nobody needs to question like that. Mm-hmm. Who's your creator and yeah, who you're serving. It's good. We need more people that'll bend a knee to mm-hmm. God. So yeah, it's good. So how can we help you, Eric? What do you need? Well, can Patriots money, do? money, money. Donations. Money, money, money. <laughs> Let me tell you about this thing called donations. You mean it's not free to run? No. Tell us no, about that. It's not free to run. It takes, it takes a lot of money. You know, uh, again, back to 43%. I've kind of beaten that drum a little bit, but 43% of the vote in the general, and I raised about 20,000 last time, a little okay. over 20,000. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I need to hit that. I've got a primary this time, and she's going to get a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I need the help. And, and if you believe in liberty, if, if you believe in parents' rights, and you want somebody with the experience to maybe go to the state house and, and put in a couple checks, Mm-hmm. on behalf of you, the parent, the citizen, then then I, I need you guys to get out your checkbook and, and help me get there. Yeah, absolutely. I do have to, I've, I've been enjoying you guys banter back and forth about, you know, schools and stuff like well, that. Well, you know so Eric just really quiet. well. I do. Is... And that's kind of why I've taken a backseat yeah. with this. But I got to tell you, Eric, one thing I absolutely love about seeing you in this race, right? A lot of people just come out of the woodwork and they say, I'm going to run for office. Mm-hmm. They've never been to the Capitol except for maybe to walk around and say, yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You've actually been down there. You've been trying to help with getting good pills passed and, and killing bad bills. So I appreciate the, the, the more important part. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> killing the bad yeah, right, yeah. So I appreciate the fact that you've walked the walk and, and I think it is time that Idahoans do get behind people. This is the year. Mm-hmm. This absolutely Amen. is the year. Mm-hmm. And we have some strong candidates yeah, for do. the senate and the house red wave 2022 we have to mm-hmm. get behind them financially mm-hmm. eric parker i will make a donation mm-hmm. i will too kirsten will as well thank 20 you 20 dollars and 22 cents if you can't do more 1776 that was suggested yesterday like it doesn't matter i think it's intimidating to only give a little bit when you know like i Yesterday, at y'all, they said you either give time or you give money typically. Well, I've always had more time than money, but I think if, if you can't give, obviously we need boots on the ground. Do you have a good central committee up there, Republican Central Committee to help you? There's a, the committee itself is pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, got, I got a lot of help. Though. Good. Yeah. Walking those doors, yeah. it's, it's not for the faint of heart. And then, um, you know, giving even a donation of $17.76, it all adds up and it does show that people want you in there and that they're willing to put their money where their mouth is. Well, and that's what I was going to say. I, I like the small donations. Yep. Some people don't even report them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look at them as a clear message that I get to send every month awesome. that the people are behind me. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter how much it is. Yeah. You know, if it's smaller, don't hesitate because it's a, it's a fun way to tell them that, that we are many. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Absolutely. I think I think people are intimidated giving, you know, 10 bucks and I just want to get that across that it's it's not about the amount. It's it's it literally probably gives you a little boost every time you get a donation like somebody wants me doing this. Yeah, no. I I, cool. I love the little ones just as much as the big ones. Mm -hmm. I do love the big ones. $1000 <laughs> right, uh, is is the uh maximum. But yes, yes. Um those those little donations show me why I'm running. Yeah, and they it, add it's up. It's each end of when somebody pulls 20 bucks out of their pocket, 50 bucks out of their pocket i i know what it's like to live check to check you know mm -hmm. i'm an electrician i'm the working class candidate i i get it so you know i it, it was harder to ask last time but you know what this time we almost did it last time mm -hmm. and this time we have a chance and and i need the help so i'm not yeah. i'm not going to be too proud yeah. uh, you know we we need the money yeah yeah we got to push you over to the to the uh, november election for sure that'd yeah. be good and you know what it really is just a couple cups of coffee or skipping a dinner out um, to have a good candidate. So I'm like, you know what? I don't need a new pair of shoes. I need good candidates representing me yeah. in the yeah. Capitol. Yeah. yeah. Well, what we need is a process where the state can look at these threat assessments mm -hmm. and make sure it's protecting the citizens of Idaho. Yeah. You know, that's what so we need. That's, that's where that hundred dollars gets you. That's where mm -hmm. that thousand dollars gets you. Mm -hmm. It gets me in there making sure that, that we're going to go ahead and look after our people. I love that. Yeah. Eric, where can we make a donation? Parkerforidaho.com. Okay. Parkerforidaho.com. Kirsten, I know, is going to make a donation. I just did while we were sitting here. So. And I'm going to add you. I got to make sure you're on kirstenlucas.com because I've been trying to compile things for Patriots to just go to one place, and I'll make sure that's on the link. And I would awesome. love to have a little interactive map on there where you could click on it now that we're getting more organized with districts. It's pretty cool. It's that we time. Have got to jump on it. Yeah. We know which direction to go. Yeah, we do. Yeah, time it's to clear. fight. You know what? God's in this this year. I know he's going to make a big way for you guys. And if you guys donate to Eric Parker and you hear this, contact Kirsten or I. Kirsten, what's your number? 208-999-7390. I can be contacted at josh at idahospodcast.com. Let us know that you made a donation. We'll put you in. We've, we're going to do something pretty cool. I promise. Mm -hmm. As we talked about, we're going to give away a, a gift box of jerky from our sponsor, Idaho Prep Co. Yeah. It's and awesome jerky. We'll get some other stuff. We have some other sponsors as well. So this guy makes small batches, and there there's no junk in it, no nitrates, and all. It's this. phenomenal. I Actually, love jerky. Yeah. Stop by my house. It's right across the river. I will hook you up with some really spicy jerky. <laughs> Whose jerky is it? It's at Hope Prep Co. Nice. Yeah, he yeah. lives in Nampa. Good guy. Good patriot. All right, Eric. Thank you so much for joining us again, people. Please donate today. This is the year. If we don't show up now, financially and walking and wearing out our shoes mm -hmm. we will lose our state all right everybody thanks for tuning in